Hello, welcome to uh, the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by TU beat writer John Tranchina. Uh, normally, we'll be coming at you on Thursdays, but we're talking Friday this week, John, because we wanted to kind of get a day after the football game and a day before tomorrow's uh, home home basketball opener. So uh, we'll talk about hoops in just a second. Let's kind of recap the loss at Memphis last night. I guess, uh, you know, you could tell John in, in the post game last night, Montgomery, you know, I, I wouldn't say that he was down, but you could certainly see he was a little disappointed, um, understandably so. And there's, you know, they're three and seven at best, five wins. So another losing right. season after going to back-to-back bowls, no bowl game this year. I guess, John, just kind of tell us how we got here. Yeah, and I'll, I agree with you. That was about the, um, I guess, saddest, the least upbeat that I've ever seen him uh, was after last night's game. Yeah, I mean, the season really started out with a lot of promise. I would say, like, after three games, they were 2-1, and one, and their one loss was an overtime game that they – let a fourth quarter lead slip away. And at that point in the season, Davis Brin was leading the league and, and are leading the nation in passing. Keelan Stokes was third and receiving. This team looked like they were going places. And I, it was a fun team to watch. And I think the second quarter of the next game against Ole Miss is when Davis Brin first hurt his ankle and it pretty much that changed the trajectory of this season right there, I feel like. Not having a healthy Davis Brin pretty much derailed this season. There's He hasn't been the same guy since. The The offense hasn't been the same since. There's been, uh, you know, he, he never even, he didn't miss a full game from that. He came back, but the, after that he was not, he could barely move around for a couple of weeks, and then he kind of got himself back to going and he, you know, things picked up a little bit offensively and then he got hurt again. And then, you know, so the, and the last two games have been uh, Tulsa's worst offensive output of the season. And then the, worse than that, the next game last, last night's against Memphis was their lowest offensive output. So I, I feel like it all traces back to that moment when he got hurt. I, the uh, I, I don't know what to say about that because it's not like it's understandable. It, it most of it was his performance. It's understandable if he's not 100%, uh, but he wants to fight through it and they want to have him in there. And he probably, even at the percent lower percentage that he was, he's probably still was better option than. Uh, his backup, Braylon Braxton, who came in and had moments of of success himself, but he's he was no Davis Brin or no healthy Davis Brin, and you know that led us to last night where Brin looked like he wasn't fully healthy, and then uh, actually wasn't being very effective, and then Braxton came in and took over for him, and he didn't do much better either. So I feel like that's ba- mainly the the story of the season was how he went because the defense held pre- pretty much, you know, played well all season and looked good yesterday. Uh, it's just they, they didn't really get a whole lot of offensive help, help and the offense kind of slid all season without Bryn at his, top, at his best. Did he look kind of hurt last night when, when he got pulled? I mean, could just 
as a viewer watching, did he not look himself to you? Well, it's interesting because his his injury was to his non-throwing shoulder. So honestly, it didn't really seem like it was affecting his play, but it must have been because he was not uh he was not as this I mean, maybe and maybe it didn't physically affect his play, but he looked he did a couple of double clutches without throwing the ball before, you know, while he was in there and a couple, you know, one time he, you know, again, he threw it at one point where he was getting hit and altered the path of the ball. He threw an interception. I think when he had, and that was, that may be the other story of, of this season, the, uh, the inexperienced offensive line that came in, you know, we entered the season with zero starts on the off offensive line and they, they, you know, had they had their moments and stretches where they were pretty good, but they were not able to protect him enough. And maybe maybe defenses changed their tactics once they realized he was hurt and started blitzing more or whatever, and that he couldn't handle and they couldn't handle it. But he got the sack numbers went up dramatically after the Ole Miss game, interestingly enough. And Davis was just not able to handle. The pressure he he did not do nearly as well even when he was supposedly healthy he did not do nearly as well under that pressure than he did before that so that's another key do you have a feel who's going to play quarterback next friday when south florida comes to town the game is on a friday night uh yes. eight o'clock uh it's an espn game so friday night next week um who do you see playing quarterback in that game or, or do we know yet yeah, we don't know yet. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's going to be Bryn again. I feel like uh, he's and kind of having a sense of how Montgomery handles these things. I feel like he's going to give him another shot. It you know while his performance wasn't great last night against Memphis, he you know if if Braxton had gone in and then and lit it up and threw four touchdowns and 300 yards, this right. would be a different conversation. But he wasn't really any better. And I think, you know, everybody still kind of acknowledges that Britain maybe isn't fully healthy anyway. So I feel like he'll, as long as he didn't suffer any physical issues from last night, which it didn't sound like he did, because Montgomery did make it clear that he, when he came out, it was not because of any aggravating injury or anything. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it'll be Bryn. Okay. Let's talk about basketball. Basketball yeah. first. Uh, home opener tomorrow, two o'clock. Reynolds Center, Jackson State coming to town uh, to use zero and one on the season. It's only it's only been one game, uh, mm -hmm. but what do you think of uh, Eric Conkle's bunch so far? Yeah, well, I, I I'm optimistic. I mean, this team has excited me from the beginning. Just about a you know kind of a new direction, a new a fresh new approach. A philosophy that they want to focus on defense and being a hardworking group, and I, I'm very much interested in that. I feel like you know, and we we saw a lot of glimpses of good stuff the other night in their 73-70 uh, loss to Oregon State, but where they had a big lead, they jumped out to a big lead and did a lot of good things, and then kind of let it slip away. And part of the reason that happened was because Oregon State shot 62% in the second half, which was just ridiculous. Uh, that is not likely to to happen in 
going forward with other opponents, I would think. Um, and, you know, it gave them, but we got a, a good glimpse, glimpse of, of what this team can do. They, we saw some really good things from a lot of different players. You know, it's still, it's still a new group learning his system. It's still a new group learning to blend together. It's guys who have not usually, you know, who maybe aren't used to uh, the kind of important roles that they're playing. Um, so everybody's still learning and getting used to it. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they played a power five opponent in their first game, as opposed to a, a, a lower level uh, mm -hmm. opponent from a lower league. You know, I thought that was kind of a cool idea to really get a sense of, of where they're at already. And, and that's kind of what coach Conkall said. He was like, we could have put this game at any point in the season, but we thought, you know, why not get, get put it out there now and just get a feel for where we're at, and then we get a sense of what they need to work on in the next few games. Good deal, uh, John. I want to remind our listeners about our Maggie Roller interview from last week. Uh, she was kind enough to come on and share her memories of uh, TU golfing legend Dale McNamara. Maggie played for uh, Dale obviously back in the day, and they've remained close. And her daughter, Jenny, who's now at TU, her and Dale were close. And uh, so if you haven't listened to that interview, uh, Maggie was great. So we encourage you to go in the archives and uh, check that out. That was, that was, yeah, anyway, so. Uh, and, and warning, it's a little emotional. A <laughs> little bit. Emotional. A little bit. Uh, so, yeah, so if, if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, Maggie had some great things to share. So, uh John, unless anything else is on your mind, why don't we leave it there for this week, and uh, we'll talk again next week. We'll probably go back to Thursday next week on our yeah, chat. Sounds good. We'll talk, we'll talk a little more. We'll talk Jackson State basketball, and uh, we'll continue to uh, talk some football. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you.